right. Welcome back to Real Talk with Chuck and Pam. No, welcome back to you. Thank you. I'm glad you didn't drift away. No, I couldn't drift away. There was zero wind. Zero wind. Okay. <laughs> zero wind on a sail trip. It became a motor trip instead. Pam, Pam is back from her week-long sojourn down into the Sea of Cortez, yes. which is off Mexico, right? The Mexico-California coast, right? It is. Right? The Baja Sur area. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely gorgeous areas. Freaking hot, man. Um, oppressively hot. <laughs> 90, okay. 95 degrees. Try cooking and sleep it in that and see what happens. No, thank you. Yeah, I was a sweaty mess. But I'm ocean, glad you're back. I am too. Ocean was cool. Saw some fish I'd never seen before. I saw a trunk fish. Look it up. Coolest looking fish trunk I've ever fish. seen in my entire life. Trunk fish. I'm going to look it up while you ramble on because that's what you do. <laughs> I'm not going to ramble. You're going to ramble. We don't have a ton to talk about. Well, this we've got week. two, and then there's one I want to mention that you haven't seen. Okay. So, All yeah. right. That that sounds good. Well, why don't we start with, you want to start with Rosalind? Sure. Let's start sure. with Rosalind. Go with that one. Go for it. Fun. I just want to say downright good fun. This is an iteration of Romeo and Juliet. That and he just looked up trunk fish. Yes, except I saw the black and white polka dotted one. Okay. So I saw. You'll have to take a look. All we'll right. post that online. I think I've seen fish. those at the Adler. Okay. I think okay. so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Trunk fish. But I, but I was swimming with it. Okay. And then I wasn't sure if I should be scared of it as it came up to my face. <laughs> a little too late to ask. A little too point. late. I was a little scared. I swam away backwards, very clunkily. So back to Rosalind. So anyway, <laughs> Rosalind. Uh, Rosalind, Rosalind, is uh, the story of Romeo's first love. Who knew? This is just a lot of good fun, a nice backstory that tells Shakespeare's classic Romeo and Juliet in a little different light. Uh, Rosalind is played by Caitlin Deaver. She is Rosalind Capulet. If you remember, Capulet and the Montagues didn't get together. They were feuding. She falls in love with Romeo. And we start off with the two of them up on the balcony of her bedroom. That unrequited love. They they can't be together. That star-crossed, those star-crossed lovers. And then Rosalind is set up with another man because her father thinks that she doesn't have anyone and she needs to be married because I'm sure she's the ripe old age of maybe 16. Yeah, yeah. He, he says, yeah, you're on the verge. <laughs> they, they never do say exactly how old. They do skirt around yeah. that. But her father is played by ba- Bradley Whitford, right. who just makes you laugh just coming on the screen. Yeah, he's only got like three or four scenes, but every one it's like, okay, he's going to do something here. Right? Yeah, yeah he, he is. He is fantastic. Well, of course course she meets this guy and she just can't stand him all she wants to do is plan to be with her the love of her life romeo well she doesn't make it back for the masquerade ball where they're supposed to be able to be in public without being seen and he meets you guessed it juliet at that masquerade ball well he falls in love with juliet and we kind of know that story Mm -hmm. but there's also that backstory of rosalind trying to get romeo back and it's kind of like episodes of i love lucy she has these grand schemes, these crazy schemes to try and get Romeo back, and they all fail. Um, but this is the journey that they go on. This is a, a stereotypical rom-com. It has a formula to it. We have the gay best friend. We've got Steve the Courier. Steve the Courier is great. <laughs> Isn't he great? I want a whole series, which is Steve the Courier. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing in, in Romeo and Juliet where the letter doesn't get delivered. Yeah, you know why. What, now what now letter, you know. What letter? What letter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I did deliver it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you hear Chuck and I laughing hysterically as we recall this because this is just nonstop good fun. To me, it was just a good time to tell a story in a refreshing way. I think this is something that, that Shakespeare is probably looking proudly upon as he laughs, finding a new way, a refreshing way to tell that classic story and a little backstory. Really smart. 
really smart. And I, I didn't, I, I don't think the ending worked, but you forgive it <laughs> because you know they, they, they've, there's so much goodwill at that point. Really? And, I'm, and I'm talking, I'm talking the death thing. That doesn't work oh, at all. Oh, oh, After oh, that, okay. with the credits and everything, that okay. works oh, fine. Oh, oh yeah. But the whole death thing, and I, 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 the the trick with this thing is that you know we know Romeo and Juliet so well. And it hits all those familiar points, and I kept thinking they're going to paint themselves into a corner. How are they going to get out of this? Right. How are they going to? And they do every time, except for that la- la- last one. Uh, Caitlin Deaver, you know she's she's become known for all of these um, serious roles, right? That she's in, and this kind of is a takeoff, or reminded me of how funny she was in Booksmart. Uh huh. And it was, that was just a glimpse of how completely she's got a some different incredible role. comedic chops, and this allowed her to shine. It's her body posture, her facial expressions, yeah, slow burns, and her timing. Her slow burns, uh, because yeah, as you say, you know, she tries to sabotage Juliet. Juliet ends up being smarter than her in so many ways, and and just her reactions are like, "Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I can't believe this." <laughs> but you know, and 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 Dario was the boyfriend. Right, that guy, he is great too. It's so important that they have chemistry in films like this, and you they do. Uh, and uh, I was, you know, I was dreading this because I was thinking, okay, this is pitched to teenagers, right? Like you said, it's going to be a rom com, right? And it does have those elements, but it was a lot smarter than I thought it would be. Absolutely, it did take in all those elements. If you're familiar with Romeo and Juliet, you're going to appreciate it right. even more. Yeah. Um, and how about Minnie Driver is <laughs> the nurse, nurse Janet. who knows everything? Yeah, I, I am a registered <laughs> nurse, and here I am doing this. Yes. Yeah. 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 Every scene she's in, because uh, yeah, because she knows everything, but no one listens to her because she's. Just a nurse. Yeah. Are you sure she's dead? <laughs> she's dead. I'm a registered nurse. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Every single cast member is perfectly cast in this, and just it's it's not like there's one dull moment in no, this film. It really moves along. And really well. um, the very end. Stick around for the af- credits after yeah. the credits because um, I called it what was going to happen, and it's hilarious. Well, and how many people throughout history, after reading the play, have made that comment that? <laughs> What happens next with right? them, you know, and they address that, which I, I thought was really cool. And I thought it was also clever, you know, that in the beginning, Romeo and, and uh, Rosalind want to go off into the sunset, sail off into the sunset to their cabin in the woods in the mountains. Right, right. Well, because she wants to be a cartographer. Right, right. She wants to be a car- cartographer. And, and it also brings in all those little social elements of inequities and in, in the sexes back in that day, right. too, which, which I really enjoyed. Brings in a few current day social commentaries, too. Yeah, and Juliet, last thing, Isabella Merced. Yeah. Uh, the only time I'd seen her before was in the Dora, the Explorer. No, you also well, saw her in Instant Family. I never saw that. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh. no. You were gushing over it, so I knew, yeah, I don't want to see this. So, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck, for that vote of confidence. I'm so glad well, that everyone out there listening knows you listen have, to me. You have certain prejudices. If there's a movie with a kid that's being adopted, you love it. You love it. <laughs> Every time. Oh, I think I'm every harsh time. On them. No, you're not. No. Okay. Oh, no, you're not. Right. I will type. Yeah. I will pay close attention to that. Right. But you know, you were talking about uh, how Rosalind talks about the social mores of the Shakespearean time and how uh, women, of course, had no rights; they were just there to be married or to serve. And there's another movie out that. Oh, and by the way, Rosalind's on Hulu. Yes. She's on Hulu. Uh, there's another movie out that almost has the exact same plot. Almost. Catherine <laughs> Called Birdie uh, is on uh, Amazon. Amazon Prime. And it's written by Lena Dunham, which is not an endorsement in any way, especially after her disastrous sharp stick 
from earlier this year, which I absolutely hated. She redeems herself a little bit here. Now, I want to just make a disclaimer here. Okay. This movie is not as good as Rosalind. I'm saying that. Okay, so I don't want okay. you to jump on me. Okay. It's not as good. Wow. Okay. You're a little scared of me? Um, no, but I don't want you to be unfair. <laughs> okay. Okay. And the first hour, I almost turned this off. Okay. I mean, it, it was irritating because, quite frankly, the main character, Birdie, Catherine, uh, is irritating. And she's played by Bella Ramsey, who, an actress I was not aware of. But I think she's supposed to be that way. She's a 14-year-old girl. And she's trying to find her way. She's irritating. She's immature. And her dad, of course, wants to marry her off, too. But for a different reason. They're going broke. They're, they're, the, the Lord Rolo, played by Andrew Scott, uh, they're about to be uh, thrown out on the street. And the only thing to do is to marry off the daughter and hopefully get a big dowry. And she, of course, acts strangely around every potential suitor to scare them off. Until... <laughs> Until we get to Sir Henry, Sir, Sir Henry Mugru, known as Shaggy Beard, and he is truly reprehensible. Truly reprehensible, but it looks as though he is going to finally marry her, and things are going to change. Um, again, I didn't like the first hour of this film, and I was about ready to turn it off. But then something happened. What? Do it, tell. It, well, the characters changed. In that first hour, all the characters seemed to be like one-note characters. Yes. And then all of a sudden, once we get into uh, the mom is going to have a baby again, and she's lost many babies in childbirth, so there's a lot of danger there. Suddenly when that happens, the dad shows a different whole perspective on things. Suddenly he's not such a bad guy. Suddenly he realizes what he's supposed to be doing. This changes uh, Catherine, too, as far as her perception of him and her not being as selfish and being a little bit more giving as far as this thing. Not that she wants to be married to this guy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but she starts to understand. All the characters started to shift there. The, the brother who Catherine doesn't like, they don't get along. Well, when Catherine starts to help him marry her best friend, Alice, they start to change. So I was very pleasantly surprised with the way these characters changed. Because I figured, well, once you're established, you're just going to follow that note all the way through. Again, not as good as Rosalind. Don't jump on me. But it changed enough to where I was like, you know what? This isn't bad, which, of course, is not a ringing endorsement, (laughs) you know, but it was headed in one direction, and rarely do I see a film that suddenly writes itself enough for me to stick with it. Okay, well, I did not last an hour, so I did not see that change, (laughs) Um, and, you know, there, there is something about Lena Dunham's style that is a signature. Agenda? Absolutely an agenda. And there there is a style that go that accompanies that. In your face? Um no, not in your face. It is I guess it's a little bit in your face. Like I think of, of Billy Eisner or Eichner as being in your face. Right. She's not as in your face. She's I don't know, there's just something that just You're right. like fingernails down a chocolate. You're right. To me. She's not as in your face, but it's obvious what she's doing and it's almost condescending. Right. As if you don't agree with me, well, what's wrong with you? Right, right. Well, and that was the... Sharp stick, yeah. Sharp which stick, was, too. Oh, and there were other issues with that. Um, so, to me, I felt like the, the main character of Birdie was, was just like a little parrot, no pun intended. Oh, of completely. Le- of Lena Dunham. Yeah, and, her and voice. Her voice mm-hmm. down to the cadence and the articulation. And I just felt like I was watching Lena Dunham, so I might as well just watch Lena Dunham. Apparently so. <laughs> she filmed a cameo of herself because Dunham does direct and write this and decided to cut it, thank God. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, so this one was just 
irritating to me. I couldn't take it, and I didn't finish it. Okay. So, well, like I say, it changes. Yeah. And, I'm not, and that's not enough of an endorsement. I'm not telling you to go back and finish it. I won't. But, uh, yeah, this one is on uh, Amazon Prime. So, you have a movie that I didn't see. What is it? Smile. Oh, yeah. Smile. How was that? It is probably going to be on my top ten list for yeah. the year. It really? is that good. Wow. And Smile is uh, proving to be a unexpected hit for Paramount. Uh, in its second week, it only dropped 22% at wow. the box office, which is unheard of. Uh, it will go over $100 million globally this weekend. It is just on fire, not only here, but overseas. And I like that because that tells me that amidst all of the dreck we get as far as the horror film is concerned this time of year, right. people are recognizing that this one, this one really is above the rest of them. Okay. Um, you know, I, I really think that you would like this because it's so smart. Okay. It's not the usual thing. It's not a slasher thing. It's not a monster thing. It's about what so many of us are going through right now. You ever, you know, put on that smile? Oh, yeah. And you feel like shit? Yep. You ever, All someone time. asks you and said, how are you doing? And you say, what do you say? You lie. What Good. do you say? I'm fine. I'm fine. That's what this movie's about. Cool. This movie is about how we put that false face on and how eventually you can't do that. Right. Eventually your past is going to catch up to you. Uh, young actress named Susie Bacon, never heard of her before. God, is she great. She plays a therapist named Rose Cotter. Susie Bacon? Susie Bacon. S-O-S-I-E. No. Okay. And uh, she's a therapist. And one day a woman comes in and says that she is seeing people that other people can't see. They're smiling at her. They mean her arm. The therapist says, okay, well, you know, she doesn't say you're out of your mind, but she doesn't believe her until this patient commits suicide in front of her. And then when that happens, it passes on to the therapist. And she starts to see these things as well. And it comes to be that this is all about not dealing with trauma. We find out that this character dealt, uh, had uh, an incredibly awful traumatic event happen to her when she was a young child. She's never talked about it. She's never gotten the help she's needed. And what the film is about is that you can't outrun that. Yeah. It eventually will catch up to you. And if you don't address these things, no matter how difficult it is, it will be your undoing. Uh, one thing I really, another thing I really liked about the film was there are a couple characters who show an incredible disrespect for getting help from mental health issues, mm-hmm. which is a, a great reflection of how some people still feel. Right, right. There, there's still that stigma out there that you're weak if you go in to, to discuss mm-hmm. these things. So I'm glad that the film recognized that, that that still is there, and that certainly is something that people are still contending with. And also, you know, we kid ourselves. I mean, this poor woman's in denial. You know, I can handle it. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Until you realize when everything falls apart that, you know, you're not okay. Wow. This one really affected me. I I think I've thought about it every day since I've seen it. Uh, It is going to, it's the type that gets under your skin because it speaks to you. You can relate to this. If you've ever had anything like that, and who of us hasn't, this one will get to you. There is a, and I'm using air quotes, monster, but it is a metaphor for what she is not dealing with. Uh, initially, I didn't like the end, but then on, in retrospect, I realized that it couldn't have ended any other way. Wow. So it, this one really shook me up. Uh, I like this horror films when they're smart, and this one is so smart. I can't say enough good things about it. Smile. Like I say, it will probably be in my top ten list. 
And is this still in, in theaters? theaters? Oh, yes. It's okay. making money hand over fist. It'll okay. be there for a while. Okay. All right. We'll make sure that you alert all of us to when we can see it on VOD. And I'm going to see if my link is still active and maybe see it myself. All right. Good deal. So thank you, Chuck. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Um, I do want to just jump back to Rosalind. One one quick thing. Did you know that um, Haley Steinfeld, um, Amelia Clark, Felicity Jones, and Lily Collins were all in uh, vying for the for the part of Rosalind? I didn't realize that the book it's based on is has been around for like ten years, yeah. which is why all those actresses at one point or another uh, were connected to it. Right, and, and, they, and it makes me wonder why wasn't it produced? I mean, why, why, what took it so long to get it be done? I, I have no idea. It went through different directors and obviously different um, stars in it. I think uh, Dave Franco was supposed to be He was supposed Romeo. to be in it at one point, yeah, yeah which uh, would have been great. It would have been fine, too. All of these actresses that I just named would have been absolutely fine mm -hmm. in this role as well as Caitlin Deavers. Um, Rebecca Searle is the author of When You Were Mine. That's which is, the name of the book, When which, You Were Mine. Yeah, yeah, which is what it's based on. So just little fun facts about that that I didn't want to forget to share with everybody. Um, next week, what do we have coming out next week? You're always on top of that uh, game, I'm not. Next week, we've got uh, the George Clooney, uh, Julia Roberts um, comedy, Ticket to Paradise. Uh, we have Black Adam, the next superhero film. Uh, they showed that for the first time last night in New York. Uh, the the uh, initial buzz is quite good. Uh, and then I think, oh, we have a film on Apple uh, with Ewan McGregor and uh, Ethan Hawke. Who am I, who am I thinking? I can't, I can't remember. It's Ethan, it's Ewan McGregor and someone else, but it's called um, that one. A Bandersheen or something. A Bandersheen. <laughs> <laughs> Bander Walkie, a band of brothers. <laughs> band of, uh, okay, see, now I, we, I can't let you go that until I figure this out because, you know, it's fantastic, ladies and gentlemen, as you get older. And, you know, people who are a certain age, you know what this is like when you walk across the room and you can't figure out what the fuck you went across the room for. <laughs> and you walk and wander back and everything. And then, and then you remember that the name of this film was Raymond and Ray. With oh. Ethan Hawke, I was right, <laughs> and Ewan McGregor. That one's going to be on Apple. Okay. That premieres next week as well. I think we have links to that, or hopefully, and we'll be able to see that. Sounds good. Perfect. So until next week, enjoy. See a couple of great movies, Smile, as well as Rosalind. Skip the other one, whatever it was called. I have just dismissed it from my head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.